Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational, educational, and entertaining podcast for auto detailers. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and I'm your guide as we journey through the auto detailing industry. We are on Industry Vibes with Greg. You can find Greg at Masterson's Wax on most platforms, Masterson Car Care on TikTok, where he likes to hang out. The best way to get in touch with him is 562-335-2053. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you're on TikTok, it's Details Apply app. But if you're on Clubhouse or if you want the new invite to Clubhouse, shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. I'll get you an invite over there to Clubhouse. Maybe yes. one day we can have Greg up there on stage in Clubhouse and we can chat it up there. Uh, looking forward to it. We are in industry vibes where Greg and I go through the industry. We scour through. We find out what's been going on for the week. We weigh in on our uh, ideas and our thoughts, but then we also love to talk some type of marketing. So Greg, I wanna start off first of all by saying congratulations, man. Uh, last week was an amazing success. Having, uh, having the conversation that we did resulted in people, detailers, all getting a lot of new great information for free, uh, stated that, you know, hey, Videos are going to come out now every week. And listen, Greg, that a lot of it's because you and I have these conversations. So grateful for Barry to come over and enjoy and engage in the conversation. He's going to now start putting out free information and detailers will grow off of the back of you and I chatting this up, giving out free stuff and Barry now coming on and also giving out free information. So Free trainings and free information is growing. Super excited, man. It's, it's, been, it's a fun little journey. Glad to see us starting to get some movement in the industry for getting free content, free info out for detailers. Listen, as you know, info's free. Shouldn't be charged. So uh, big, big shout out to you. And thanks for all your time. They're just spinning in. Now detailers are getting some success from it. So no doubt. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really am glad about that because um, I've actually known Barry Thiel for like a long time, man like over a decade, over a decade. Yeah. Maybe actually longer, probably like 15 years, Barry Thiel. And, uh, you know, Barry has a lot of knowledge, a lot of that old school knowledge, very technical knowledge on like restoring old paint. Like that guy, there's, there's actually, a, a if you go back deep, I mean, deep on the detailing bliss forum, which is a very old forum. There's an, an article that he did where he wet sanded a completely trashed Jetta, black Jetta. And this thing looked like shit, bro. I mean, this thing looked like it was like, it was, it was jacked, bro. And he restored it to like a mirror. And it was like, took so many pictures, like every panel with a light. I was like, whoa, it's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Not just work. the work, but then documenting it. Yeah. Very hard. And uh, I'm, I'm glad to hopefully see a lot of that knowledge appear back again. You know, because as we get yeah. in this time where pe- so many people are like, oh, coding this, coding that, uh, install this, install that. What happened to the restoration services? That's what I want to see make a comeback is that restoration service knowledge, because I feel like that's a trade like woodworking, metalworking, bodywork. It's a trade with your hands that has to be taught through like apprenticeship or like, you know, physical learning. And 
if we don't keep that passion alive and that knowledge alive, it's going to disappear. It's going to be like uh, one of those types of hands-on work that just disappears. Like there's a lot of them like blacksmith. Yeah. Does it be, it just becomes super. Yeah. The blacksmith is interesting. Um, uh, I, do you think it, do you think it comes into there? There are though parts of the industry that are wanting it to be even more niche than it already is. So uh, definitely when you become there, there is what it's cool to, that you say that because if we think industry vibes, right. As you and I talk, there's a, there's a massive influx of DIYers into and aficionados into the industry. And then there's, a part of the industry that's trying to, you know, go even further niche into, like you said, a restoration, like a, that full correction model that really didn't come out until the past four to five years. So right there, people didn't really sand 10 years ago. They, some did, and some used, you know, buffers, but as DAs have grown and as new technologies and compounds and pads have grown, there is this part of the industry that is getting even more super niche and only doing that type of, you know, full correction uh, type of work. But, you know, gosh, yeah, you're right. It takes forever. And, and as we as we were doing coatings and as we started into to all that mess of, you know, full corrections every single time, gosh, oh, it it is a lot of work and it is way too tedious for the average customer and the average daily driver and the average person. But there are right in collections or in some restoration type things. I could see how it would be super popular. Yeah. 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 And you know, a lot of people forget in this industry that watch, that watch this is they get stuck on the coatings, but they forget that like, you know, I feel like detailing coatings. We've been talking about this so much professional install of coatings. I feel like, Detailing is a cake. That's the way I feel it. It feels like detailing is a cake. And you start out with nothing and you build up on this cake. But every part of the cake making is a part of detailing. So like the prep wash is making the dough or making the mix. And then the all the products you have, those are the ingredients, right? Use better products. You're going to use better ingredients. You're going to get a better cake. It's going to taste better, right? And then you have... Um, the add-ons on the cake, like like the filling or the layers, or or you know how crazy and long the cake goes, you know the, the making of the cake. But in reality, what it comes down to is the coating is just the fucking sprinkles. It's just it's not even the icing. It's the uh, fucking sprinkle. Greg, let's 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 be real clear here though. The actual sprinkles is probably just that graphene dust that gets sprinkle into a vat maybe maybe so that they can say it's graphene that's probably actually the sprinkles maybe right but that <laughs> little sprinkle on the top takes no time yeah. and yeah. and in reality where did what all the, where did all the time of the detailing come it came with the washing and the decontaminating mm -hmm. and the paint correction like to be honest inspecting the vehicle takes longer than installing the coating so it bothers me sometimes when people say, oh yeah, we're charging $3,000 to install this coating. No, it wasn't $3,000 to install the coating. It was a $3,000 service. That'd be like going to a restaurant and saying, this dessert was $300. No, but what about like the appetizer, the steak, the cocktails, you know, all that stuff before the dessert, you know, yeah. it's, uh, it's a way to, to sell the services. I think people forgot how to sell that. And yeah, I get it. All right, man. It's five o'clock somewhere. I'm gonna hop into this beer. Uh, got this beer sent from. It's a Lion's Head. It's a mm -hmm. 
deluxe pilsner. Apparently, it's a just a good regular average pilsner beer, but it's, but it's super deluxe. Cheap. Yeah, but it's deluxe. Apparently, though, it's it's one of the most cost effective, right? Uh, have you I ever like heard one called Pig's Ear or Pig's Eye? That's a super cheap beer too. Now these are a step above, you know, like Mad Dog Twenty Twenty and you know malt liquor stuff that you get in the forty. Pilsners and cheap pilsners are just kind of a step above that. But oh. hey, you know, if they want to send them, I'll drink them. So, uh, cheers. cheers. Is it very light? What's the taste on it? Yeah, pilsners are super light. Yeah, very yeah. clean, very crisp. Um, you can just, you know, they call them crushable. You know, yeah. Pilsners so, but, are you know, I drink. You know, when I drink beer, I notice the craft pilsner is 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 very light i mean it's light in the craft beer but it's not very light and then there's these pilsners that come in like the can like that and they're like a very very light drinking pilsner yeah super light and and sometimes with some food i just want that light pilsner i don't want a super heavy drink on my food you know so i love drinking the pilsner with like fish or like yeah fish um anything that i would like replace like a light red wine like a chardonnay or a sauvignon blanc i could replace with a pilsner and i feel like the meal would still be very good so it's kind of interesting that you got that on there i like that yeah yeah cool uh i like it too so far so good very easy so anybody that uh that likes pilsner lion's head super cheap good good beer greg we're talking today about uh about free stuff right because last week we talked about free trainings we talked about being able to give out information for free um, and before we go into that, I'll ask one quick question that just has kind of gone through my head, kind of weird. A comment was made last week that without coatings, 80% of customers, I guess his customers would be out of business without coatings. Like interesting as you have been kind of a push heavy against coatings in a sense, right? There's a lot of people that know you as being somebody that's, and I think the comment was made like that first part while we were talking, somebody made a comment, you know, Greg's ready to get talking about anything but coatings. So uh, I just think it's a, it is an interesting comment. How, how do you feel about that? 80% of detailers be out of business if they didn't have uh, ceramic coatings. Is that a, is that a number that, that hits well with you? It might be <laughs> it, it, like, I will you know, it's hard for me to look at statistics of coding, but that that claim was coming from a direct coding manufacturer and 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 professional coding and so. So if it's coming from Barry, it probably is a very accurate number. Eighty percent of detailers, uh, uh, professional detailers, would disappear if the coding's game disappears. Dude, I kind of just want the coding game to disappear then. I could, there is a, there, like, I see the business opportunity to just explode because like, how do you succeed in any business? If I'm going to succeed in any business, I want two things. I want there to be huge amounts of profit, like the biggest profit. And, you know, detailing is such a big profit. You know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but a few years back, I was working with a company. The company had a lot, I was doing consulting with the company. The company had a lot of um, money they had a lot of budget to spend on this consulting and they, we wanted, they wanted to know exactly how much it cost to detail a whole car start to finish as a professional would for just the products. So like per squeeze and this stuff. So we measured out each squeeze. We studied like three details. Guess how much it came out to 17 cents was only 17 cents to detail a car, like a manual detail. If you're a pro from a business standpoint, that's 
freaking crazy amount of profit. Even if you do a $99 detail, you're still profiting massive amounts, you know, because your main product costs you like nothing, right? And then that's what I want in a business. And the other thing I want in a business is my, I want my competition to suck because then all of the business is going to come back, you know, to me. So if I'm doing detailing, I'd love that I, there's a, there is detailers in the area that just don't know what they're doing. Cause if somebody comes in and knows what they're doing, they're going to come in and dominate, make a whole lot of money. And yeah. So that's interesting. You said that, that that's why I wanted to throw out that, that topic. So did, is that the way you took it too? I took it too that, you know, and we're, this is, we're, we're just chatting, right? Just opinions was that. Yeah. Like in, in the theory was that only 20% would actually make it because they didn't know how to actually detail a car and they're in the detailing industry. That's the way I took the comment. How, is that what is, you're thinking too? I took it as slightly different. I took it as okay. 80% of the detailers would go out of business, not because they don't know how to wash the car, because they don't know how to sell anything else but the coating anymore. That's the way mm. I view I viewed it as, look, detailing is not about how great you detail the car. Actually, it isn't, right? Because it's actually how well you sell the services, how well you grab customers. I have people that they swear that they're the best detailers in the world, but they don't have a customer walking in their door. Why aren't, why isn't there a line out your door? Why aren't you booked up? Why don't, why aren't you having to expand to like eight locations? It's because they, they don't know how to sell. They, they don't know how to sell it. Bill Gates used to say that the most important thing is like software for a business. And now Bill Gates says the most important skill for a business owner is selling how well you can sell your product. And I feel like if the coatings went away and all this set up with how to sell disappears for them, they're not gonna, rem they're not gonna know how to sell the services again, how to offer value. Because customers buy value and they're thinking that the value is coming from the longevity of the coating. And in reality, it, it doesn't. Nobody cares about the longevity of the coding. Nobody, I don't, personally, I don't think any, I don't, I personally believe that customers do not care if it's a three-year coding, five-year coding, they really don't because they just want their car to be clean. And once the car gets dirty, they're not going to think the coding's working again. They're going to think my car's dirty <laughs> and customers are forgetting how to sell that. They're, they're yeah, just, it, and I would agree with you on that. Like, I think that's been a interesting part where I've, you know, struggled over the past years of looking at the industry. I'm wondering why, coding brands have taught detailers to one night stand their customers, you know, Hey, five years, seven year, you know, come get this so you can get a certification so that you can sell a seven year coding and make $3,000. Cool. But I get the point. And I guess I could say it from that way is, you know, if the coding companies went out of business, so let's be, let's be realistic. What if something happens to a major brand? What if, right? It happens to companies and other industries all the time. So let's just say, poof, right? Some some owner gets caught doing something and some scandal and next thing you know, right? I mean, it could be anything, right? Or it could just be downwards economy. It could be anything, right? What happens to a major brand that goes out of business in theory, and then the detailers aren't able to sell that five to seven years and they've only one night stood their customers? Right. They don't have a maintenance schedule. They don't have regular cleaning set up for them. That customer doesn't come back. Right. And they've just one night stand at customers over and over and over. What would happen? I mean, to to his point, I could see that then. Right. You know, like 
because of the way the industry has gone so hard with brands teaching the way they've taught, that actually the industry has kind of moved away a little bit. A segment of the industry has moved away from what's been the bread and butter for the industry for so many years. Now, that could be what some people would say progress, right? There are people that are making way more money now than they used to make before. Okay. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses to it. It's just an interesting perspective, you know, and a fun little rabbit to chase is it, it just kind of, that did kind of stick in my mind a little bit. Wow. 80% of his customers would be out of business if they didn't have a coding. It's like, shocked me. I mean, there's so shocked. many different rabbits to chase from that holes, pitfalls. Okay. But then also I could see pluses and minus. Like it was just an interesting thought. So thanks for letting me chase that rabbit. We want to dive to definitely in today about, you know, segueing away from free uh, trainings and then what we talked about last time to, okay, let's, let's go practical for a detailer then, right? If we're suggesting that brands give away their information to detailers for free to help better the detailer, then we got to think trickle down economics and we got to think some type of trickle down to then their customers. So what should detailers give away to their customers? Now this gets to be very interesting, right? Because we're not, you know, as you said, maybe a dollar something a product, but for the most part, what detailers are giving away is their time. Time is extremely valuable. It's much more valuable than a product. Our time is limited. It, uh, I, one guy that I used to listen to quite a bit uh, really helped me in some organization as I started, um, you know, growing business was Tim Ferriss, uh, the four hour work week. One of his sayings, and I, I, a lot of times I'll butcher the actual saying, but, but the theory is this, is that time is, is our greatest resource but it's also one of the, the, the resource that is constantly being depleted. You can never get more of. Um, it's not an investment, right? Investments deeply. So it's, it, it's, but it's a resource that we have that is always being consumed. And so if it's being consumed, then, well, I have felt as a brand giving to detailers would be then to help increase their productivity during their time, right? So what do you think, right? Let's, Let's ask this question. I'll have an answer to, but what's one thing and we can go through a couple. What's one thing if you're going to let, uh, hold, on, hold on. Let's first say why, why do you think that a detailer should give away something to a prospect or to a customer? I think they should give away nothing for free. Hmm. You know, people, um, I get a lot of comments asking on Facebook groups. Hey, Greg, can you send me some free products? Let me try your products. Um, and I think every, every detailer has always heard this. Um, uh, people asking for samples on stuff. Either companies asking for samples. Let me try your product. Let me know if it's good before I want to buy it. Or, um, or detailers get this one. Hey, man, I got 10 cars. Wash one of my cars for free. And I'll pay you to wash the other nine if I like your services, okay? And I know a lot of detailers out there listening to this can probably um, understand that, right? But it's, I believe in the business game. I, I, this is just a weird thing I just believe. I feel like business is very karma-driven. Business, running a business, uh, 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 interacting with customers, interacting with other members, it's very karma-based. 
And I feel like if you're a detailer out there that always asks for free samples, mm. your customers are going to ask you for free samples of your work. I just feel like it works like that, right? And then because they ask for free samples, the, the, the detailer, professional detailer, that they don't know how to get out of that. And then so the customer is asking them for free samples and they give it away a lot. And I've noticed the customers that ask for free samples of products from like my shop that want free samples to try, they're the ones that give away free samples to of their work, right? And they give away a lot of time like that. And so a lot of people ask me, hey, Greg, can I get some free samples of the products? And I say, no. <laughs> I say, come down and buy it. Try it out. If you don't, if you buy it, you don't like it, return it. I'll give we'll give you a full refund, right? But come down, order the product. We'll all I'll give discounts, coupon codes, everything. But we don't give out free samples here for that main reason, right? Okay, so you're I, a no, you're a no free anything. Detailers should never give anything out for free. No, but what they can do with the services is they can incorporate value, right? In reality, there is nothing for free. I truly believe somebody had to pay for something somewhere, okay? But if a detailer is watching this, they can create a service menu, okay? And they can write down all the services that they want to include, okay? So let's say they're gonna do a $99 detail. Let's throw a $99 detail. It's gonna be a wash, a clay bar service, a wax, uh, uh, clean the wheels and dress the plastic and the tires. And then it's going to be an interior vacuum and wipe down. And that's it, right? And clean the windows, okay? So like an express. Like an yeah, express, express detail. detail, okay? Now, where do you give value to the customer? I believe is a business owner needs, detailer needs to write down all of the stuff that he has, okay? That he's going to include in the service. And then just take one of those items and then bonus it. But bonus item includes air freshening. Mm. Boom. Now, the you are already having to pay for that air freshener, your time and everything, but you don't have to say free, just put bonus item, includes air freshener. Boom. Customer appeals it as, wow, I'm getting that for free because the customer just wants value. They, 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 they view value, at, they want to get something, right? And people use the word free too much. And so they're like, hey, what do I get for free? You know, I'll be honest with you. I got, a, I got a call from the UK guy wanted some products. I was already giving him a discount. I told him at the beginning of the, of the phone call that I'm going to give you a discount because you're ordering from the UK. Right. And I know you're going to have to pay ass load of shipping <laughs> because you have to ship it to another country. And after, at the end of the call, I gave him 20% discount. He's like, okay, so, so what type of discount can you give me? I, I said, I just gave you a discount. He's like, oh, well, you know, can I get more discount? <laughs> like, wh where did it come in? It's because the customer didn't have any value being added. We, we, we gave lower pricing, but lower pricing or free stuff doesn't add value. And also, um, customers, the biggest thing I've noticed with professional detailing is customers give stuff out for free, and then they forget to tell the customer about it. They, they will do so much work extra and then never tell the customer about it. 
And, and when I do something for free for the customer, I tell them like 18 times, look, I gave you this for free. We did this free air freshener. Come and smell it. Smell this air freshener. We gave it to you for free. We hooked you up with this air freshener because in reality, you got to tell somebody eight times before they even consider locking in their mind eight times. You have to tell a woman eight times you love her before she even realizes that, oh, maybe, maybe this guy does love, love me. It's craziest type. Yeah, of maybe thing. that was my fault. Huh? The last girlfriend, I only got to six. Damn it. I, this is for real. Too short. Yes. Too short. Real. We've had, we've, we've had meetings. I've had trainings with, with, with larger companies and I tell them that and, and we've been doing a training and I'll say the same thing over and over and over and over. When I get to the sixth time, their eyes, something yeah. in their eyes yeah. and their brain, it snaps. And, every, and in the, in the, in the consulting meeting, the other people notice it too. And then we get to seven and eight and it clicks in. So you have to tell your customers, look, I gave you this for free eight times. Really? Yeah, I like it. All right. So I'm going to go with, I, I think detailers should give stuff away for free. Okay. Right. And I talked a little bit a second ago about time and time is our most important thing. And so I think that customers of detailers would appreciate their time. So what I did a couple of years ago with a guy here locally in Oklahoma that was working at a car wash, right? He's managing a wash, but wanting to get out and do detailing full time. He'd been local around, you know, kind of weekend warrior, done it on the side, you know, tried to build a business, but didn't quite work. And, you know, had this car wash is, you know, his main source of income. Well, so we offer free trainings here detailers of Oklahoma. He came in and got some free training, learned about everything. And then I worked with him. His name was Eric. And I worked with him uh, on the Porsche club of Tulsa. Right. And I think that even, you know, they incorporated Porsche club of Oklahoma and other people came in, but for the most part, it was Porsche owners in Tulsa. And, you know, Porsche owners are kind of particular. Porsche owners can be really great customers if you can speak their language and if you can, you know, meet them in the situation that they need to be met in. And so what we did is I worked heavy with the, uh, I don't know, I guess he's the president or something, you know, whoever was in charge of the association at that point in time, because I'm pretty sure they would, you know, move them in and out like most associations. And we scheduled uh, multiple uh, clinics in a sense of how these Porsche owners could care for their vehicle. Well, as you can imagine, we had a very large turnout and most Porsche owners, a lot of them do like to touch their car and do like to work on their own car, but very few of them knew a detail-esque type service, right? They were your, I'm going to run down and grab some Meguiar's or run down to the parts store and grab some spray on stuff. You know, they're the, the atypical, you know, maybe show car guy that, that, just grab some stuff, right? Um, so we went over technicalities, we went over clay barring, and of course we ended it with ceramic coatings and how it was the most impactful thing that they can do for their vehicle. And that of course he could apply my coating and you know, that it was a great sales point. And he, he landed multiple of those Porsche owners and it really began to grow a good segment of his business. So for me, I'm suggesting just the same as I give away training, I think detailers should offer trainings, clinics, you know, DIY type things so that people can come in, 
that see how hard, see how much work it takes. And then maybe if they're the ones that go out and try it and they can't do it, gosh, who do you think they're going to call to actually do the work? Well, it'll be the detailer that gets that phone call. It'll be the one that showed up, the one that showed everybody that they were the professional in the area, that they were the go-to person that knew the information. And they led a really great clinic for free. And then they'll get multiple phone calls back out of it when the customers can't do the work or they want that coding or, hey, they want that extra service that they talked about. So uh, have you heard of detailers that have done trainings like that for free? Has that been a thing that you've heard? Yes, I used to. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I truly believe in yeah. that about doing the free trainings. Okay. So when I first started detailing, I worked with a few local shops, not now, not, not local detailing shops, like automotive, other shops. And I said, Hey man, let's, we'll do a free training for your customers. Come down. It's going to be a two hour training class. And we're going to go over just how to basically take care of your car yep. and offer this free to your customers. And I did it. I did it about five, six times. Now, after about the sixth time, I had a realization. It's funny. It's your six and eight, you know, it's that, why should I do the training one time and people only see it one time or I could do the training online and people mm. see it a million times. Right. And that's where I started just taking my training and just doing it on videos. And I was already offering it for free at the shop. So why not just offer it free on the YouTube or on, on Facebook or any type of video platform? I mean, all of, I've, I've even put videos on DTube. Hey, I, I'm totally with you on that. I think the, 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 the fine line that happens is that a lot of those interactions, if a detailer puts that out, he gets interaction, he, she gets interactions from other detailers and they might lose their perspective on why they originally started it. Was it to get conversations with other detailers that don't pay any money or should they put that out with the perspective of trying to market and sell their services to customers and prospects. It's a very fine line. It's one that, you know, happens on, on a regular basis where we see detailers starting to put stuff out in videos, but then they do the videos really so that they can talk to other detailers. How, how, what would you recommend as far as what things that they could say or how they could handle those videos, handle those situations, right? That's free stuff to put out. That's a great idea, Greg. But how do they handle that situation where, well, I've got all these other detailers that are commenting. Uh, I like it. You know, they, they might even like the comments, right? They might like the, listen, as an artist, we enjoy when people comment about our artistic expression on a vehicle in a detail, right? We should like it. However, is that the most beneficial for our business? So what would you recommend detailers do so that they're not attracting other detailers and maybe attracting prospects. Sorry about that. You know, that's a really good question um, about the uh, detailing is that in any type of online video, you're going to attract people who are of similar interest. Yeah. Like-minded. Yeah. There's no real way I haven't figured out to go around that, but the best way to do it is to offer value, but like the value of connecting with that specific car owner. So like a lot of times, like I made, I make videos and like one of the videos that's, that's gone very popular is 
how to clean Toyota Corolla seat. It wasn't how to professionally detail a seat. It was how to clean Toyota Corolla seat. And I get comments in this video on YouTube. I'm watching this in my Toyota Corolla. I just spilled coffee on my Corolla seat and I found this. Dang, I got that same car and my seat's dirty. These comments are crazy. It attracted exactly those customers, right? Because it wasn't how to professionally do this, how to auto detailer this. It was just how to clean this dirty seat, you know? And that's really the, the basis that it comes down to. Your I truly believe that detailing customers will not call up the detail and be like, hey, excuse me, uh, Mr. Detail Express. Uh, I need a full in-depth paint correction with a three-stage. I'm only going to accept the three-stage. I will not accept the two-stage, only the three-stage. And it must have a graphene double X coating. And then they're like, they, they're just not going to do that. But they'll call up and say, man, my, my car, it needs to be clean. It needs a good buff. And like auto detailers never use the word buff. It's like, something they don't want buff, like they look at you buff, but in re, yeah, buff, exactly. But a lot of people that drive cars use the words like buff, just need a quick wash. You know what I mean? And you have to use these lingos and this jargon to communicate back with the customers. I think that the detailers are using too much professional jargon mm. and they need to use, mm. they need to use basic jargon to communicate down with their customers because their customers don't know what graphene is. <laughs> their customers just know my car clean, my car is dirty. Which, which one are we going to do here? You know? Yeah. So basically your, basically your answer was, is, is great. It's kind of sort of what I, I think I was going to kind of chime in on it too. Basically your answer is we got to make sure in that description, we use the right words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So the video I, we get it right. The video it could attract any, but if we say the right words in that description and in that yeah. title, yes. uh, let's go. You know, hey, if you're in Fort Wayne, Indiana, right? Hey, yeah. Fort Wayne soccer moms, right? Or do you, you know, uh, minivan owners in Fort Wayne? Be very specific to your local area, yes. and that will immediately tie in with the algorithm and it'll tie into people that are searching and they might even search car detailing Fort Wayne, Indiana, then Fort Wayne detailing on a minivan, right? That it, it will automatically link them in and that will do two things, right? It helps that customer find it, but it also deters anybody else from around the country that might want to chime in. And like you said, if we're speaking technical from a detailer perspective, no wonder other detailers hop in. So, there's an interesting point. We, uh, in one of our free pop-up trainings we did in Atlanta and uh, had a really great time uh, there at a brewery and we recorded a live segment at a brewery. Now, uh, the, some of the comments that were made from, from the training and then sitting there in the brewery was, uh, was about, well, hey, I record these videos. Uh, this, this detailer's name is Vinny, right? Uh, Vinny had been recording details I'm sorry, been recording videos of his detail, right? But he said the same thing. Hey, I just keep getting these detailers, you know, to come in. And, and he was wanting to try and use it to market. And so I said, okay, let's look at the way you're talking, right? Let's look at the things that you're saying. So it goes exactly right the same thing that you're saying. I said, hey, Vinny, 
maybe change your words a little bit and why you, you talk about things, talk to your customers. Don't talk in that detailed jargon that other detailers are going to hear. And that's why they're going to chime in, speak specifically to your customers. And he said, well, you know what? I also kind of enjoy working with other detailers. I go, perfect. I'm not saying don't, you know, that's what community is all about is working together. Right. So that's why we have the community pub detailers can hop in. They can all chime in and say whatever they want. It's Wednesday night, seven 30 zoom ID nine, one, eight, eight hundred one, one, eight, eight. So that's zoom every Wednesday night. Um, so the idea was that, Hey, Vinny, why don't you then create your own personal side? And so that's what he did. Vinny's details. And so on the Vinny details, he does the videos and talks detailer geek talk, right? He goes into all the heavy stuff that detailers love and he can have that. But then he uses his other side to speak directly to his customers and leaves out all that jargon. Might use, hey, soccer moms, your kids spill McDonald's in the car, right? He talks to them through those videos and the way he writes it and what he does so that he can speak directly to his local customer base and then he's got another one that he can talk to all the other people. So I, yeah. man, I, I love that answer. It's, it's exactly the same answer I do just, you know, in a little bit different way. Yeah. And even to go on about that, I truly believe that the, the, the video, the, the crazy thing about this with the future is, is that video like tagging and titles. I feel that that's actually going away and the future is actually, it's all voice because TikTok is one of the first ones where it goes off your voice. TikTok, I've noticed, does not go off as the description as much, or even the hashtags. It goes off of things that are said. It has very good analytics of voicing, right? Like a buddy of mine had a, um, he has a, a, a TikTok. And on that TikTok account, he talks about car history. And he was talking about, this is true history, how Henry Ford built a whole car to run off of hemp. And you can Google, you can Google this out. Henry Ford, Henry Ford believed that, that hemp was going to be the, the fuel of the future. And that this hemp was going to be, you were going to be able to make everything with hemp. Like it was going to be a huge, like he was, he was actually made some parts of the car with hemp. All right. So Greg, hold on. When, when you were, you, what year were you born? 87. All right, I'm 78, so I'm a little, but in the 90s, did you wear the, I mean, listen, I wore hemp necklaces, I wore Every, yeah, bracelets, yeah, there was a lot of anklets, hemp, hemp a lot of, all over. A lot of hemp products, and so Henry Ford, like, actually had, like, a whole hemp farm and shit, like, a, a whole hemp farm to harvest hemp, to use it to, to make fuel, because he wanted to make the car off hemp oil, and, and be able to make, like, hemp-based fuel and everything, farmers would be able to do it, well, anyways, he was talking about that and he mentioned the word marijuana. TikTok cut him off the TikTok creator fund because it heard the word marijuana and he wasn't even talking about marijuana. He was just talking about Henry Ford was making these hemp plants because he wanted to, you know, he thought marijuana plant and hemp plant was going to be able to make a future, right? Because they talk, he, because he mentioned it with his voice, they cut him out. So the analytics and the technology of voice is growing fucking crazy. And I and a lot of other people predict that in 10 years, people aren't going to enter on their thing. Auto detailing in Fort yeah, Worth, Texas, it. they're going to be like, beep, auto detailing Fort Worth, Texas, beep, beep. And then who gets shown up first? 
Who gets shown up first? Who gets moved up to the top, right? If right now descriptions move us up to the top, who's going to be moved up to the top? It's going to be voice picked up with some voice here and there. Did you say your name enough? Did you say your brand enough? That's, I believe, is going to be the future. And especially with Amazon. Are, do you, do you, do you, Amazon home right? services? Yeah. Let, let's say, let, let's say, you know, like I, when people go online, I don't want them to go on Google maps and say auto detailing supplies, Orange County. And then it gives them a list. I want them to go Masterson's car care, Orange County beep. And it gets it right there. Of so course. you want people to be able to say that brand or that, uh, you know, that object, because that's where the filter is going to happen. If your detailing company is called Fort Worth Detailers, you don't want people to say detailers in Fort Worth. You want them to say Fort Worth Detailers, beep, and it pulls it up to the top or Fort Worth Car Care, boom. And I feel like the voice is going to be the next thing that's going to. Yeah. And, and I love that. I love that idea specifically so that detailers, hopefully they hear one of the things we've said is stop paying somebody for leads. Stop paying 29 bucks because somebody clicks on something and they're going to send you a lead. Stop doing it. Learn how to do it yourself. Grow your business, put in the time, put in the effort because you're right. What happens in a couple of years? If let's say that company doesn't evolve, they haven't evolved past multi-layers. They haven't gone into the newer types of, you know, single layer products. They're still old school in that early parts of coding. So are they going to really adjust their marketing or are you going to be left out in the cold? So we definitely feel the same way, Greg, like detailers should put their time, energy, and effort in learning marketing their own self, yeah. learning about what to say. That's awesome advice on TikTok. I don't think people could ever hear that anywhere else. Right. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for saying that. Like this is the kind of stuff that we love for detailers to hear so that they can put in their time and effort. They can grow their business and not rely on paying somebody else for marketing. So yeah. Greg, man, much appreciated on that. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, this line has beer. I'm, I'm going to go finish the rest of it. Enjoy it. Greg, thanks for your time. Awesome. Really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for the great information. Great stuff out to the community. And uh, we'll see you next week, man. Enjoy your time. Awesome. Thank you guys very much. See, See you guys bro. next time. Pints and Polishing. Thank you very All much. Bye, man. Episode over. Leave us a review and we will see you on the Community Pub Wednesday nights at 730 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub Wednesday nights, 7.30 Central. The Zoom meeting ID is 918-800-1188. Grab a pint and enjoy.